Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10. At 10. I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. And we're going to talk to you about the world's most expensive pizza and other HR things that have been of interest in the last week or so. So I think we save pizza till last, Kimberly. Shall we? I think so. Shall we start with the numbers of what's going on in COVID at the moment? Because I kind of think for a few weeks we've been drifting towards this COVID's not an issue anymore, we can move on, we can start planning normal business. But it's not really feeling like that quite now, is it? No, I mean, certainly in my area, we've increased, uh, tripled in the last week. Yes. Uh, okay, that's from a very tiny base, but that still shows a high infection rate. And I know that that's similar across the board. Mm. But equally, they're not saying it's the Indian variant. So it's a yeah. bit of confusion going on there. I, I think we have to be very, very careful when the numbers are low. I mean, I, I spent a lot of years working in the area of psychometrics and statistics. And when the numbers are low, statistics can do really odd things. And the best example I can give, one of our customers, um, and uh, someone I know awfully well, um, his house was identified as a COVID hotspot um, because he, his wife, his two kids and four builders that were working on an extension all caught COVID from one person in his house. Suddenly, you've got about eight people as a hotspot. Now, right now, that has the potential to double the numbers in somewhere like Hastings or Rother. So I, I, I kind of think we've got to be a little bit careful. But you are right, the numbers are going up. I mean, we've seen exactly the same in Rother, where the estimated cases on Zoe were five a week or so ago. They're about 15 or 20 now, so they are going up. Um, what's your thoughts on uh, June the 21st? Yeah, see, I know we slightly disagree on this one. My view is that there is the potential for everything to be extended further mm. uh, because of this current increase. And... You know, so my view is that anyone planning to bring people back need to have a nimble plan that can be adapted on, you know, the spin of a coin. I hate to disappoint you, but I agree. And I, I, oh, think, no. I, I think the point where we differ slightly, if you'd asked me yesterday, I would have probably bet money that June the 21st was going to be deferred and it was going to drop back. Um Having seen the latest news this morning um, that was in the Times, I, I'm getting the impression that the Indian variant isn't looking as concerning as we thought it might be. Um, and the point is all about transmissibility. If I've got the right word there. I think I might have just invented one. But I think the point is we think it's now 20 to 30% more transmissible. And that's probably manageable with our current vaccine plan. So I think we might just make June the 21st. But I think what we've got to do is watch this really, really carefully and be prepared to be adaptable and flexible on it. Yes, and I think that links uh, a great deal to the the fact that we're coming up to the end of furlough. Indeed. On the, uh, the end of June. And will it or will it not extend furlough? <sighs> I, I don't think furlough is going to extend, but I think, again, employers have to be prepared. And 
what you don't want to do is get partway into June and suddenly realise that furlough is going to cost you more money in July, August, September. So think now, plan ahead. In July, an employer is going to have to pay 10% of the wages costs. And in August and September, it's going up to 20%. And that's in addition to the pensions and national insurance. So I think those people that have felt quite comfortable with NIM pensions costing a few pounds might feel the pinch if they're leaning on furlough as we go into those months. Yes, and it's so easy to forget as well because so many people have had people on furlough for such a long time. It's almost like, oh, you know, that's all sorted. We'll just carry on regardless. But actually, things are changing and employers need to be aware of that. Yes. Well, it, it does kind of feel like it's been forever now, doesn't it? I mean, um, I, you know, you and I remember giving a briefing on, on job support schemes starting in a few days back in October. And uh, uh, it, it actually was cancelled three days after it didn't start. So it's... You know, oh, sorry. Oh, we have a cat coming on live. Do you know, I was wondering what was moving in the background behind you. Always yeah, the joys of... Always the joys of doing it live. We can have somebody uh, video bombing your uh, your part of it there. But f- furlough does need some thought and preparation for what's going on. So if you haven't got a plan yet, we've still got, what, five weeks till it starts changing. Think ahead. Be really, really clear what you want to do and how you want to phase it out, I think, is the advice I'd offer any employer. Yes, I'd agree with that. Shall we talk about equality? Oh, that's a fun one, yes. Yes. Um, Something caught my attention. We talked a few weeks ago about the Jaguar Land Rover versus Taylor case, um, and it really interested me, um, not just because I'm a geek when it comes to employment law, but um, it was an interesting change that seemed to suggest the Equality Act covered things that weren't written into it. Um, and you know, those of you that didn't follow it, it was essentially saying things like non-binary and gender-fluid people should be considered as covered under the transgender definition in the Equality Act because transgender was known when it was written, gender-fluid and non-binary were kind of in the shadows, as it were, and weren't in the, the foreground. And that really interested me because it kind of suggested to me that the Equality Act now covers everything and not just the protected characteristics we think of. Go on. Things have changed. Well. Uh, Is um, it Essex University? Yes. Advice from Stonewall? Yes, it was in the Times again this morning. It really caught my attention. Um, And this isn't tribunals, so this isn't employment law. But it seems that there's some uh, thinking going on in the world of universities that the advice they've been getting from Stonewall is wrong and legally flawed. And the reason for this is they're putting quite a lot of emphasis on gender in how they're interpreting things. And this is all part of almost the J.K. Rowling thing, isn't it, of of Mm. certain prominent females not recognising trans um, rights. But what seems to have come out of it is a suggestion that gender 
is not defined within the 2010 Equality Act. Yes, and that's that's very difficult to to identify, you know, to to work with when. Mm. But you know, that's the story of our lives, isn't it? You know, employment law is never black and white entirely. There's no, it's varying so shades of grey. Exactly, but I think um, this one speaks to me more about the the issue of freedom of speech as well. Yes. Uh, because, you know, just to put it in context, there were two female speakers. One was going to talk about uh, transgender issues and the other was going to talk about um, anti-Semitism. And there were complaints about the fact that they were going to be speakers. So they were, the events were cancelled and the, the two ladies complained because they have the right to their opinion. Yes. Um, it's it's fascinating one to watch. I mean, the area that caught my attention was the kind of gender elements. So whilst whilst we'd like to think somebody like me knows the nine protected characteristics off the top of my head, I actually did that geeky thing this morning and I read the 2010 Equality Act and I looked through the, the elements. And, and this element of just thinking, I want to double check and be sure. And having looked at it, it is incredibly clear. And the word it uses is sex. It does mm. not use the word gender. And we're constantly being told at the moment there's this big difference between sex and gender. Um, and I think this is a really interesting space to watch right now because either gender is going to get added, whether or mm. not by law or uh, by, by uh, as it were, parliamentary act, or whether by case law in the same way as the Jaguar Land Rover case, or we're going to find that actually gender is not a protective characteristic. Mm. I wouldn't be want to be the person arguing that at tribunal, but I'm quite enthusiastically waiting to see it come. Yes, likewise. And, and for me, I think absolutely there needs to be lobbying to include gender under the yes. uh, characteristics. As we draw to the end of our HR in 10, and we, we've kind of been talking for 10 minutes, we have to mention the world's most expensive pizza. £23,000 worth of pizza. Absolutely. So, really interesting case, a tribunal case with a, a Ford dealer. Um, and I think it was uh, St Albans and Hemel Hempstead, if I recall correctly. But the very short version, as we're running out of time, is an individual was excluded from attending pizza lunches on Friday. And it was one of the defining points of her winning her tribunal. So failing to provide pizza for all members of staff costs them a tribunal. She successfully uh, uh, won a case on discrimination um, and harassment. And £23,000 damages were awarded because she wasn't given a slice of the pizza. Yes, a warning to all. And again, it's, you know, make sure you follow all your processes. Absolutely. And as Jeremy Clarkson would say, on that bombshell, we're going to finish HR in 10. We've been talking for too long, so hope you've enjoyed watching. Do click the uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And Kimberly is particularly delighted today that nobody's asked any questions live on air. So do feel free to type a question and ask us your issues when we're broadcasting these. But for now, thanks for watching, and we catch you again next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.